With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill with locations in Omaha and Lincoln. Get on into Tanner's, watch Husker basketball on Saturday. They'll have the NFL playoffs on Sunday as well at any one of those Omaha or the Lincoln locations. Well, guys, uh, the way too early top 25s have made their way out. And a year ago at this time, there was a lot of excitement because Nebraska found themselves in these polls. Um, Obviously, Nebraska not a part of these polls, but a whole lot of people Nebraska plays next year are in in the rankings right now. I mean, anywhere upwards of six. Uh, You've got Cincinnati um, ranked anywhere from 15 to 20. Um, I think they're regarded as the second best group of five team next year after Memphis, but it's kind of like 1A, 1B. Uh, Cincinnati returns everybody. I think that's a reason why Luke Fickle did not go pro or did did not take another job elsewhere uh, because, you know, the the perception is he's kind of waiting out maybe a decent Big Ten job, maybe like Michigan State or, you know, Antonio or something happened there. He's kind of waiting out a Midwest job. But you've got Minnesota, Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, um, Ohio State and Ohio State is clearing away, you know, the favorite right now in the Big Ten with Fields coming back. They're number two behind Clemson, um, but then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Minnesota though is getting a lot of early love already for next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, depending on what you look at, you know, Minnesota's getting a lot of love, but USA Today is the one I'm just looking at right now has them as the first team has just missed the cut. So uh, it really depends on where you look, and you know, I'll, I'll preface all of this. And CBS has them at number eleven. Yeah, I mean, so I'll preface all this with no one has any idea what they're talking about when you look at what's going to happen in, in September here in January, but. It's it's conversation, but you know, just here, I'll, I'll maybe Sean, you can read the other one you're looking at, but uh, of on Nebraska's schedule next year, you got Ohio State, obviously, you got uh, Penn State at seven, um, Iowa at ten. So there's three teams on your schedule that are in a preseason top ten list. Then you go a little bit further down, and you got Cincinnati at sixteen. Then you got Wisconsin at eighteen, and then uh, obviously Minnesota and just missed the cut. But I will say, with this USA Today one, guess who else just missed the cut? Nebraska. So <laughs> the hype they train, want those clicks. The hype train has not slowed down despite uh, the woeful past three seasons. Yeah, Iowa, to me, is going to be the team, at least as far as the Big Ten West goes, that I think is going to be getting a lot of love, um, you know, preseason. New Come, quarterback, though. Well, yeah. They lose a lot. Yeah, but I, I just think the way they finished the season last year, and I, they do lose an awful lot, and they've got, lost a lot of juniors to the draft. Uh, but I think that – the uh, the initial outlook I think will will kind of put Iowa uh, pretty high and or have that as a, as a team in the Big Ten West that's going to be getting a lot of love from people uh, just by the way they finish the year I mean that the, the their bowl game over USC uh, was was a pretty dominant win there 
uh, over over another strong brand in the Trojans. So uh, I think as far as the Big Ten West goes, that that's that's going to be someone that gets a lot of love. But uh, you, you do look at Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. All those teams do lose quite a bit. And Nebraska, uh, although not not included in the top twenty five, they do return a lot of players. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of stacks up. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk about the way too early uh, top 25 poll that that came out. And Wisconsin intrigues me too, guys, because they they lose so much. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's gone. Um, I think some of those linebackers on defense. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name, Bayadaz or whatever. And their center's gone. Um, you know, he's the Remington Award winner, I believe, at mm-hmm. center. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good guys they've lost. Crookshanks is in the transfer portal, which I don't understand yeah, that. that was crazy. That's probably the – of all the transfer portal ones out there, that one – and then the Houston quarterback uh, that just declared, um, mm-hmm. you know, caught some folks by surprise because he was adamant he wasn't going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Wisconsin, to me, they have Cone back, but they lose NFL running back and they lose NFL receivers. Um, so – it. They're gonna to have to prove it to me, but they've they've been in this position before and they've they've proven a lot of people wrong. That's the thing. Like I think there's a point now where until Wisconsin shows that it actually is has fallen off, no one's gonna project them to fall off anymore. Uh, they've learned that lesson too many times that no matter what, they're gonna find a way to get ten wins and be right in the conversation of the Big Ten West Championship. It's, it's just what Wisconsin is as a program right now. And yeah, they've lost a lot. I mean, losing Jonathan Taylor is a huge deal, and uh, there's some serious questions about what that running back group looks like behind him. Uh, and then with the offensive line, you know, they already had some turnover last year. And now you lose a guy early to the draft um, and they're starting center. You know, they, they got some rebuilding to do, but he could have said that last year. He could have said that the year before and the year before. So yeah, until Wisconsin actually does uh, regress and I actually see it, I'm not going to project them to do that. But one thing that's crazy about Nebraska's schedule and those top 25 teams is you look at the second half stretch from Halloween, October 31st to November 27th, Nebraska plays at Ohio State, host Penn State, at Iowa, at Wisconsin, and then home against Minnesota. Uh, for the, the way a, for a season to end like that, you know, I, I know uh, no the, buys in there. Yeah, the, I mean, I can't remember that ever happening with that kind of just gauntlet that Nebraska's had to go through on the back end of the schedule. And so that makes those non-conference games now all of a sudden Cincinnati's a a top 20 team. Well, Central Michigan played for a MAC title. Yeah, and you open with Purdue in your season opener. I mean, this 2020 schedule could be a meat grinder in a lot of different ways. And how they start those first five or six games, seven games, uh, will ultimately determine if they go to a bowl next year for its four four Christmases in a row at home. You could argue Vegas is only going to have Nebraska maybe a dog in one game of their first seven, and and that would be the Cincinnati game. And that's going to be a lower spread anyway. Um, But Nebraska's probably favored at home against Purdue, favored against Rutgers on the road. And I think they're probably favored or really close to being favored against Northwestern. So – um, I don't see that. That's where Nate the, the schedule. The first seven has to be where Nebraska makes their hay. There's no doubt. Well, they, yeah, they have to. Um, now, my question is, what do you think Vegas will put as the the win total? Six and a half. Yes, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'd probably say five and a half. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it is five and a half um, or or six. But I mean, yeah, you, they they have to get off to an early start, and I know I feel like we we're kind of having the same conversation about the yeah. 2018 season a couple of years ago, you know, and what that looked like. But now all of a sudden, this schedule, the 2020 schedule, looks 
just as hard, if I mean, not it's more an difficult. absolute beast. Like there's, <laughs> there's no easy stretch whatsoever. When you're talking about your easiest stretch being playing conference games, playing division games, we know how that goes. Yeah. And so, sure, they might be a favorite, but it'll be like a, a three point favorite. It's like which, the NFL coin flip. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, that opener, uh, there's so much importance on that. If you can start off getting one and zero in Big Ten play with a home win over Purdue, who you know they're they're going to be He's beating you twice in, in the a conversation. Row. He's beating you twice in a row. That all of a sudden changes your whole scope of what Central Michigan and South Dakota State and even Cincinnati look like. Uh, those first four games, all at home, are critical for Nebraska to get to postseason play. And then you go to Northwestern, which is like a home game. Um, there's a bye in there. You have Rutgers. Um, Illinois comes mm-hmm. to Lincoln early in the year too, right? Yeah, October 10th, right after the Northwestern game. And then there's a bye before? Yeah, North- before, before Rutgers, Rutgers. Before the trip to Rutgers. The much-needed bye before I mean, yeah. and Rutgers is going to be bad. I mean, you got to figure Shiano and the roster there. It's going to take take a while to get that thing going for him. Yeah, and then then that's when that that second half flips, and you go to Ohio State, and then the, the real the, the new season begins. Got it. We've had so many trips to Ohio State, Robin, where it's like the night game, and you, oh, yeah. you, you just feel like you know the last time they were there, though. To be fair, Nebraska almost won that game. Yeah, they should have. But we've <laughs> we've covered it? so many just like. But that was an eleven a.m. The first was, time they haven't played a night. Game. Yeah, kind of caught. Oh, I think I feel like they kind of caught Ohio State sleeping a little bit that day. Mm. What could have been? But yeah, I mean, if, then all of a sudden, if you're not in a situation where you need like only one or two more to get to six, I don't know where that those couple wins are coming from because none of the, they're going to be probably heavy dogs in every single game for the second half of the year. Well, when we come back, uh, speaking of heavy dogs, Nebraska basketball, um, they were heavy dog, <laughs> but um, played respectable ball at times against Ohio State. At times. Um, they have Indiana on Saturday. We'll talk to Robin Washett about that next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.